Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Hey, welcome into the second part of the Tuesday show. Bye week for the Titans. Uh, Going to be a fun super wild card weekend. Two games Saturday, two games Sunday, game on Monday. And just like us, the Titans are going to be watching. Just watching TV. Ooh. Did you try to scout on the TV? Like, you know, in, in a case <laughs> well, like this. Not, well, would you? Uh, I mean, not, I know you had doing this time. Not I just know. even doing this time. Just even if we played somebody throughout the season. So let's say, uh, you know, it's a Monday night game. And if somebody's playing Monday night that we play in three weeks. Right. Oh, I want a little insight early. Just sure. watch it. I would watch it a little differently and, and probably not so intently. As, and I would probably take a little few notes maybe on guys maybe I match up against. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I would try to get a little insight. So, yeah, I would watch. Some guys don't want to watch it and just say, I'll watch our film uh, with the way we watch it. You get to see the broad picture. Sure. Depending on what position you play. So I'm always looking at it from a defensive back. I could see you watching, though, to try to catch something with a microphone on a TV, like mm-hmm. somebody saying something on the yeah, sideline. I would. I, I, or or a, a, a camera just happens to be pointed at a coach for the broadcast mm-hmm. that's not on the All-22. I could see you watching and thinking, I'm about to learn something here tonight. Oh, yeah. Every every opportunity I did. <laughs> every, time, every time. Every time. There's no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, but, and my wife used to always <laughs> like, damn it, well, are you going to ever have downtime? Because I'd get home like mm, 7.30-ish, maybe 8, if it depends if I ate at the facility for dinner, which no other players did that. But me, because I'm watching film with the coaches. Right. and uh, Or by myself, and they're watching. Uh, and when I got home, she, I was like, okay, we're going to have dinner. We're going to socialize, talk about our day. And then I'm going back right back and watching film. <laughs> and then I'll fall asleep sometime watching film. <laughs> and she's like, dang. I say, hey, I got a photographic memory. If I watch it, I will not forget it. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I was that way about bold type in the textbook. Just only read the t- parts in the bold type. I wish I, I, wish I had just uh, recall like that just so everything that I read. I, I I can only do it when people talk about cramming, you know, like for a test or something. Oh, that was great for me because I can remember that next day I got it. Uh, in about a month, I forgot all of that. Oh, no, I cycle through things pretty quick. <laughs> I think my brain capacity could only hold so much. So then it would just say, I need to make space for new information. So I have to move on from that information. So it oh. just kind of, you know, goes up to the cloud. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, right. The actual clouds. <laughs> No, I used to only study the stuff in bold type. That got me through college. I wish I yeah, it did. Thought, yes. It worked great for me for that, that bold one type. day of the test. Yeah, the bold type for you, huh? Yeah. Mm. Kids, if you got books of bold type, learn the big words. <laughs> Those are the ones. That's I, it's usually that, yeah, That's usually what you learn. I also uh, had this thing. Because you said before you never miss class. Yeah, I would After, not. like, my first year of college, I figured out if you just go to class and try, mm-hmm. your grade will go up at least one letter. Yeah. If you just go and try. I would agree with that. And I, my thing was this. I would learn by osmosis. <laughs> just by being in there, there was less knowledge in my brain, but all the knowledge floating around in the classroom, some would just seep in. Yeah. I think I got two letters better just by showing up. Mm-hmm. Where would Could you sit anywhere? No, anywhere? I always sat in the back in case I fell asleep. Oh, I'll but I still it. learned by osmosis. It oh, still okay. entered my brain. I definitely couldn't sit in the back. I had to sit I tried in the back. that. I tried that. Then my eyes get to wondering. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I didn't know she was in this class. <laughs> Woo. She's. Who back. is that? Uh, so I had to go get to that in front row. I always said So I can't back. get it. Then I had to turn around. And <laughs> you didn't want to do that. Mm-mm. Then you get cold, no. cold busted. No, yeah. I, I sat in the back always. Yeah, yeah. I sat in the front. Usually like the second or third row so I can make sure I'm all right, right there focused on, on, uh, 
the professor. I just focused from the back of the room. Uh, we, we I got up high. I might have missed something. Like, oh. <laughs> then my mind would start wondering. Oh, my mind wandered sometimes. <laughs> but did. then your osmosis kicked in, right? It sure did. My grades got better. Just don't miss class, kids. That's the lesson here. We're trying to help you. Yeah, I, th- I think we would probably be, we should do uh, an IQ test. I think we'd be the smartest show here at 104.5. Well, I don't want to take an IQ test. No, no. I, I think we would I'm be gonna last. I think we would get last. Lucas doesn't even pay attention anymore. All I see is the top of his head all the time. Oh, he's in there, like, on social media. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I oh, think he's, he's just. He's got great hair. <laughs> would have departed on the other side. <laughs> I mean, he does. He has nice hair. We got a couple of calls on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Thomas and Ethan, maybe they've got nice hair. Thomas and the borough, have you, we'll ask you a question. Have you got nice hair? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, <laughs> oh man, it's I'm starting to fall out. That's all I can say. Oh, PAI, oh. brother, they hook you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> WeGrowHair.com. There you go. Hey guys, uh, <laughs> thanks for taking my call. But uh, comment about last night's game. It was an awesome game. Really and anytime is. Alabama loses, of course, it's a great game. But the catch, uh, that catch the Georgia wide receiver made downfield, he laid out. I mean, it was awesome in real time. Oh, it's a Pickens. slow motion. Pickens, yeah. Watching him transfer that ball to one hand and roll, mm. that was a thing of beauty. But my question is, I saw it so much, and I've been seeing it all year. What's up with wide receivers trying to make all these one-handed grabs? It seems like, I don't know if they're being coached that way or what, or if it's just a fad, but I'm just curious to what y'all's thoughts are. I hang up and listen, and thank you for taking my call. Thomas, thank you, man. One-handed catches. Some of that has to be them seeing OBJ do it on TV and thinking, I want to be like that because I'm going to be famous if I do that, especially in a big game. One hand? I think you hit the nail on the head, Mickey. Be famous. Yeah, you know, OBJ kind of put it on the map, what was that, what, five, six years ago? And then then now with the new gloves, these things, and these guys with these hands play receiver, you know, these 6'3", 6'4". I mean, these guys got huge hands. And they can go up and just snag a ball. And sometimes it just happens when you relax. Then it becomes a thing. Oh, let me see if I can do it in the game. Yeah. Instead of diving forward and making the secure catch. But, yeah, I would say I would lean more towards the fad and it's cool. And, you know, you'll get a lot of clicks if that gets on social media. You know, that's what motivates these guys these days. <laughs> well, the other thing, yeah, you yeah. mentioned the gloves. I don't think they're coaching that, by the way. No. Nobody's coaching do one-hand catch. But if that's all you can get out there and they're holding your arm, Okay. But let's not try to – because if you drop it, you go, well, why don't you use two hands? No, that's a conversation that gets had immediately on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, it would be on the side because you'll be standing next to the coach. Sure, 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing you brought up, and it's a real thing, those gloves are so sticky. They are now. They are unbelievably sticky. I may be able to catch a couple of passes now. Oh, I wish they made sticky gloves in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I could have used some of those yeah. things. They used to have this thing. They outlawed it that you could put on your – it's Stick like a, it was like no, not that old. I'm, I'm not that old, man. Come on, it, it was like Fred this uh, Let's rag raise. thing that was real sticky, and you could put it in between your gloves and make your gloves stickier. Oh, mm-hmm. They got rid of that after one year. That thing worked too, man. <laughs> you, you're talking about like, I, this, like I, a long lost friend. Yeah. Well, they got rid of that after one year. That, that really, that really it, it killed me, man. Uh, guess what? My confidence of catching went way up. <laughs> 
I count everything. <laughs> you're talking at the look on your face like your friend left town. <laughs> then oh, I was like, oh, man, man, that, that really kind of destroyed my career, man. <laughs> well, you weren't out there to catch it. Let's, you were out there to hit people. You were called the catch man. Yeah, the hit man. Uh, let's, let's get one more. <laughs> Ethan. Ethan will wrap us up. Hey, Ethan, what, is this is this Ethan my next door neighbor? Uh, no, it is not. <laughs> all right, all right. I have an Ethan lives next door. Uh, What's okay. going on then, new Ethan? All right, I just wanted to see what y'all thought about uh, the Giants not firing Joe Judge. See, my thought process on it was uh, we hired J-Rob 2015, and we kept Malarkey for one season and then went after Vrabel. And I kind of feel like that's what the Giants want to do because they've got, what, nine, ten draft picks? Yeah. I feel like you want your new GM to focus on that rather than focus on new coach. But I'll hang up and listen to what y'all have to say about that. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that. I think they're going to let their GM come in and they'll probably get out of uh, salary cap jail. I haven't paid a lot of attention, but I think they're in that kind and then kind of let him, you know, doom himself at some point because the GM's going to hire his guy, yeah. whether how much success he has or not. So, yeah, he, he pretty much is doomed. Yeah, I would agree. And they may just say, like, as soon as we hire, as soon as we hire the new guy, then he can fire him and hire whoever he wants. It's his right. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How yeah. Joe, how Joe, probably judge. the right way to go about it. Unless he wants to come in and knows who he can get and hires him immediately. Yeah. Or does he come in and know, like, I can't get this guy this year. The next year he's going to be available uh, contract wise mm-hmm. or whatever. Ah, good point. Good Man, point. I, I know who I want, but because of this circumstance and that circumstance, I can't get him this year. So yeah, Joe Judge can. Doom himself for one more year. Yeah, and he can do exactly what the Titans did in J. Rob. You know, go nine and seven, losing you know second round, and, and and still hire your guy. My wife is. That was a great call, by the way. I had no way I would have done that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love winning too much, huh? Well, we you we trying to go backwards or forward? <laughs> well, you want to get your guy? Well, I do, but I mean, he did go to second round of playoffs. My wife was a pageant person, and she sent me a message. Uh-oh. I know all about stick'em, she said. Pageant girls called it butt glue. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound right. And this, we're on but radio. Glue? It, it would hold, glue? It would hold. That like, sounds like a lot of things are going to be sticking. It would hold, like, it, your dress or it, hold your clothes your down. Butt. Yeah. Not in. On. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> Coach Mack is next. Why did you say that? <laughs> Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. You know that what that music means. It's time for the weekly Mac Attack with Coach Mac, who joins us now. Coach Mac, how in the world are you doing on this bye week Tuesday in the first round of the playoffs? <laughs> hey, guys. Good afternoon. I'm uh, uh, doing good. Got a chance to watch uh, some of the people we might be playing on tape. And then, of course, clearly with the Titans being the number one seed, uh, got a lot of uh, radio requests. Uh, from east to west coast a lot of podcast requests so pretty busy but that that's all good because the titans put put all of us in a great situation what were you thinking as the clock ran out in that game coach against houston knowing what they had accomplished this year despite 91 players and no derrick henry for nine games and everything else that happened yeah mickey you know after the ball game you know talking on our on our post game you know with with coach brable and then mike and i and and Rhett, you know, talking to close to close show up. I mean, it's really, you know, pretty impressive to reflect on what this team has gone through, uh, not only personnel-wise, uh, you know, with the people that they had to bring in. Going through 91 players is unprecedented. Just think about it. You get 90 players at camp. So they went through one more player than you get to bring to camp. 
I mean, it, it was it was clearly amazing, and and the job that everyone did in that organization just you know just start with the the player personnel people finding people that could fit in, and the coaches and those players you know having to get game plans done in a short amount of time, and then losing you know the engine of this football team on the ground in in week eight, and continuing to build around that, and still stay true to your DNA, going through a stretch there where you were playing very uncharacteristically and turning the ball over three games and losing three games that were very devastating at the time and still being able to come out on top of that really, really strong group of people up there. I'm just, I'm just saying, and it, it I'm going to tell you what, it was great down there because the Titans fans showed up mm. at that stadium and they showed out and it was uh it's a good feeling right now. It really is. And it, it's fun to be a part of. Coach Dave McGinnis, our guest, as you know, Coach, is always brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage and affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They got you covered just like Coach Mack every week with the Mack attack on Blaine and Mickey. Well, Coach, uh, we've been getting a lot of uh, questions about the second half and what's going on with the, the offense, defense. They take them for granted. Kind of take us through what you saw calling the game in the second half because it was a – domination and Vrabel once again stealing points right before half and then the second half came and then you know the the Texans uh seemed like they uh wanted it a little bit more but I'm sure there's more involved in that kind of take us through what you saw yeah I don't think it's I mean you played mm-hmm. uh, Blaine it's mm-hmm. not a matter of not wanting it it's a matter mm-hmm. of you know all of a sudden you know you've got to, in the in this league uh you know this and so do our listeners and I, I try to impart this on the broadcast anybody can catch up to you the way the rules are at any time now. And when you get somebody down, you got to just put your foot on their throat. They let their foot off the Texans' throat in the third quarter. And then, you know, they went to empty, and they just started spinning it down the field. And basically, Danny Amendola came out there and started wearing out whoever we put on the slot on it. Right. I mean, and that's just basically what happened, you know, and, and, and they were doing the right things defensively. You're rushing with four. There's no reason when you've got that kind of lead, you know, you, you expect to be able to be able to slow them down and stop them. And, and Amendola put on a show. I've been on a team with Danny Amendola. When I first went to the Rams, when Sam Bradford was healthy and Amendola was brand new, we beat some people with some not very good teams because those guys could really do it. Uh, you know, he was Edelman before Edelman was Edelman. Right. You know, and so anyway, yeah, he got hot, and then all of a sudden you find yourself, and plus offensively, we went three and out in that third quarter three times, mm-hmm. and they kept getting the ball back. And so basically they they beat, the Texans beat the Titans in the third quarter, but you play four quarters, and they didn't <laughs> win the first and the second one, and they damn sure didn't win the fourth one. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, with Coach Matt giving us the Mac attack, kind of take us through when you were calling the play I'm going to call it the Tannehill miracle save the number one seed play. I mean, breaking the tackle and then spinning it to, uh, what was it, NWI? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, I thought he was down. And then Mike Keith, mm-hmm. you know, was, was was calling it, you know, and he said he's buried, and which is what it looked like, you know, from our position. I mean, where where we were, because he, he disappeared under the rush. He disappeared under the rush and, you know, had one leg bent. I mean, it was a tremendous Houdini act. I mean, it really was. I mean, it was a Houdini, had a little shades of, of, uh, of, of, of Mac 9, you know, the way that he used to be able to shake them off. Well, he basically shook off, you know, a 270-pound defensive lineman and still had the presence of mind. And they were playing cover two. All right. It was a Tampa two coverage they were playing. And the corner on the side of Nick Westbrook Aquina stopped because he thought, it was a sack. 
you could see that he stopped and also down the oh, middle, okay. you know, the, 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 the safety on the other side stopped too. Now the safety to, to, and to Nick Westbrook Aquinas side had started to drift towards the middle from a two high. He started to drift and, and they, they thought that he was that he was gone. I mean, they thought it was over, but the corner stopped. You know, he didn't carry he didn't carry that sideline route. You know, like you should if there's nothing underneath you on cover two. And so the presence of mind, uh, you know, for Nick Westbrook to go down and start waving his arms, you know, as Ryan Tannehill said, started doing his Billy White Shoes Johnson impersonation <laughs> down there, jumping up and down, and was you know waving. That's how he saw him, and they spun it downfield. Huge play in the game. Uh, and, and look, it, to me, it just embodied what this team has been all year of being able to rise from the ashes. And, and Tannehill, look, we've been very fortunate that, that he is one of the guys that has made every game this year because if we'd have lost our trigger man uh, like we lost so many other people, we mm. may not be where we are today. Oh, no doubt about that. You hit it on point there, Coach Mack, giving us the Mack attack. Man, I've watched uh, probably now four games of Mills. Each game, the quarterback for the Texans, I got right. impressed even more and more. He seems like he's developing along the way, man. If you're looking at him, would you stick with him as your quarterback or, or would you, you try to get a uh, maybe a veteran franchise quarterback or, or even draft one in the first round? Because he looks like he has some you know promise, maybe. I agree with you, Blaine, wholeheartedly. You know, he's a third-round pick. If he had stayed another year, he might have been a little higher. Look, mm-hmm. he, he's got all the prerequisites. You know, he's a big, tall guy. He can spin it. He's clearly smart. He's pretty, un, he's pretty unflappable. And, and he seemed more in his element, you know, once they went to the spread. And he just now, of course, you know, points in the game. But I like him. I agree with you, Blaine. It, I mean, they should stick with him because they're going to have to build some other things around him. But, I mean, to me, he's a guy is a viable option as your starting quarterback. Is he the most mobile guy in the world? No. But the thing that he can do, he can make every throw. He's, you can tell he's very intelligent, and he's pretty unflappable because he was standing in there with some pretty good pressure, you know, coming at him. I like him. I agree with you. The more I watched him when they inserted him after they started playing him when they benched Taylor is the fact that, I mean, I, I think that the, the kid has got some real promise. I really do. Mm. Was there a point in time in the Texan game that, you know, you're calling the game, you go, uh-oh, the momentum is shifting. I'm getting a little nervous here. What's going on? Was there a point in time you got like that? Because, that, man, they did for me. Like, whoa, wait a minute. Three points? The 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 issue I had is I've been – I've played too many games down there when – it's been like that because mm-hmm. that's just that's just how this rub is between Houston and Tennessee. I remember down there the game that Baronis kicked eight field goals. We were up thirty to twelve, and all of a sudden they started going bombs away, you know, in the in the second half. And it and you know he had to kick a you know the eighth field goal to win the game. So I, I've experienced a lot of it down there, you know, uh, against them. And so the thing that I really thought was that. It, once we, if we could get our offense regenerated back because we were moving the football pretty well, you know, on them early on, and then hit that hit that three series lull as to where nothing was happening, and all of a sudden now you were punting it back to them and they were scoring. You know, I thought, you know, this is we're probably making this thing a little bit too interesting. So yeah, I got a little bit edgy you know, there for a minute. But that play that we just described, mm-hmm. that Houdini move and then the, the throw to Westbrook Aquina, once we got it down there, then I kind of felt better. Mm, well, with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Coach Blaine uh, mentioned this just briefly early uh, when he was asking a question, and he dropped this in talking about the Titans stealing that touchdown before the end of the first half. And, and, and I mean, they wound up needing every point that they got. But 
I I want to say the Texans punted to them after what a timeout with 53 seconds left, and they were able to go down and get seven more. That was a huge series of events. Blaine's 100 percent right. He's 100 percent right. And 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 Mike Vrabel played that very well with mm-hmm. his time management, and David Culley did not. Yep. I mean that's just and that's and that's the difference. You know, I mean coaching matters in this league, and it matters in instances like that. Players make the difference. Players make the difference. Let's just everybody be clear with that. Players make the difference because they ultimately have to do it. But coaching matters, especially in time management instances like that, because players can't manage the time. They have to be aware of the situation, just like Hilliard was when he made that first down and then went down in bounds, yeah. knowing that it was game, set, match. But uh, as I say, Vrabel managed the timeouts correctly at the end of the half. David Culley did not. And Blaine, what Blaine said is 100% right. That touchdown – Look, that touchdown was was the difference yeah. because when you look at it, I mean, we missed a 42-yard field goal, all right, and then it, which it looked like it was going to be inconsequential the way the first half ended, but all of a sudden points started to matter in the third quarter. Well, the defense pitched a shutout in the first half of the game. Titans turn around on defense this year, Coach. They finished second against the rush in the league. They finished sixth on third down after having maybe statistically the, word, the worst third down uh, defense in the history of the modern NFL. They finished sixth in scoring. It was quite a rebound for Shane Bowen and this crew this year. It was fun to watch. Well, yeah, it was. And I mean, they, they, we said it though, guys. We said it, you know, from training camp on that, that they were moving different and he had different people. I mean, mm-hmm. look, as I said, players matter. Players matter a lot and healthy players matter a lot, you know, during the season. And so the, the biggest thing that, that to me, and, and the biggest thing that I always, and I, and, uh, you can ask Blaine his opinion because he played the, in this league for a long time. The, the scoring defense is what really matters to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then within the guts of that, you go to your third downs and then you go to your turnovers. Yardage, a lot of times, guys, yardage can be misleading mm-hmm. because there's garbage yards that you will re- readily <laughs> give up when, you, you know, when you've got a lead at the end of a ball game. There are garbage yards that teams can collect at the end of a ball game, there are yards that you will give up. I mean, depends on what the, the tone and the timber of the game is. But scoring and third downs and turnover margin is were the three big ones for me all the years that I coached. Coach Mack giving us a Mack attack here on Blaine and Mickey talking Titans. Well, Coach, I know the playoffs isn't the same, but I know Vrabel's, I think, 8-0 after bye weeks. And so, you know, he's, he knows how to prepare the team. How would you... Uh, you know, when you were a head coach, uh, do the bye week if you had one, or how would you do the bye week as far as scheduling practice and what you would touch on based off of trying to figure out who your opponent would be? Would you do, you know, three days of different opponents and maybe just first down? Uh, how, how would you go about that process as a coach? Yeah, I've, I, I mean, I've done it. You know, mm-hmm. as, a, as an assistant coach, as an assistant head coach, I've had the number one, you know, the number one, the one position. And at, first of all, would not do anything with, with the opponent. The thing that I would that I would do, and I think Vrabel said he was going to do this. You know, I've done this. You know, before we've been on teams is, is is and what he said he was doing is 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 he had already started a list of of one thing individually that each guy needed to work on this week. Mm-hmm. You know, d- d- you know whether it was a whether it was a, a something that that somebody would attack on on tape, whether it was technique, whether it was mm-hmm. condition, whatever it was. 
There's something that you can work on now this week without worrying about a game plan and then just just regenerating the health of your team. We've been through an 18-week season, which is unprecedented. We had one. No, we had one other 18-week season. Remember the season we had, everybody had two buys? Yep. That was an 18. That was an 18-week season. I think 93. Anyway. The thing that the thing that 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 you that you do is get everybody's health back, but then you point at, as to what people are going to do. You know something that can help everybody improve individually, and then collectively you put all those improvements together when you start you know working on some group things. But to me, the first thing, is, especially after an eighteen week season, and especially this season, as many people as they've had to use, and you're getting some people back, the health is the most important thing that you work on now. Your coaches, the guys that break down all your tape, you know, the, the two teams we haven't played that we have a chance to play, Cincinnati or the Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. They've got a book on everybody else because we, we played them. So you've got a little bit of something started and a little bit of familiarity there. So I would think I, – I know, not think. I know they've already broken down what the Bengals and the Raiders are because then they'll start putting together whatever this, whatever this last game is. But I, we, we never worked on never worked on a team if you had the, had the first round – uh, by because you just don't know what you, there's plenty other things to do especially health wise after an 18 week season. Mm. I know this may be a difficult question but it's kind of you know what have you seen uh, as far as most improved players just give us one and maybe you know it's probably a lot of guys can account for this uh, on offense and defense just give us you know a couple guys. Well, I mean, I I I think I like what Amani Hooker's done this year. Mm. You know, I, I think he's been a, 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 an important important piece of what's going on. I like what David Long has done. You know, mm. uh, defensively, I, I really do. And and again, we talked about him. You know, all through from training camp on. But guys, Nick Westbrook Aquina has been a nice addition to this football team. Yes, he. I mean, has. he. He really has been, and we talked about it from training camp on. I can remember, you know, Mike and Amy and I highlighting him on our reports from the Tampa Bay practices in the summer as a guy that was holding up pretty well in those in in those joint practices. Uh, but it, you've really you you've really got to give kudos to a lot of people on this team because so many people have had to do so many different things, and plus the the new guys coming in. Look, I I think I think. You know, Foreman and Hilliard deserve a lot of credit, you know, along with this offensive line for being able to keep the DNA of this team intact as far as the run game without Henry. That's big. Mm. Of all those guys you mentioned, I don't know if they'll be included in this, but who of those guys will be good at uh, goat tying? Well, you know what? <laughs> because Mickey told me you said that on the on the broadcast. I knew exactly well, what you were talking about. I had well, no sure idea did. what you were talking about. Yeah. Well, first of all, you got to understand you got to rope a goat first before you can tie it up. Oh, uh, well, coach, see, that's how you know I don't know nothing. Coach, I'm like you. I've been to some goat goat ropings. Some goat ropings. You got to understand how to heal a goat. <laughs> And and then once you heal a goat, and then I mean you wrap them up just like you just like you do, you know when you're when when you're calf roping. But you got to heal those back legs first, and then tie them up like a goat. That's what that DB did to uh, AJ Brown that he got the penalty on. He had him wrapped up, tied up like a goat. And Mike Keith was a little bit taken aback by that, but I explained it to him. And we flew back with a whole plane full of. Titan season ticket holders, and they told me they really liked it too. <laughs> oh no, 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 no doubt about it. I was when you say heel, I, th- I thought you were actually healing them. But you're talking about their heels touching each other with the with the rope around it. Is that what you say? No, you heal you heal them. You throw that loop around those two back legs. Oh, and, uh, gotcha. And, and heal them. Oh, okay, cool. There's the coach Mac giving us the 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 Mac attack of goat 
What is it? Yeah, that, that's a that, that's tie in roping. That, roping. That, Coach Mike rodeo tricks right there. Coach, Coach leave it to the guy from rural Arkansas to get yeah, every one of these yeah. references well, in I'm, real time. I'm, I'm an Indiana I'm guy. Yeah, go, so if you say anything Robins. about corn to tassel, I'd know. Ford over rooster. I, <laughs> I, I, I could picture Ford over rooster as you were saying it. I knew exactly yeah. what that means. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, speak to the same yeah, I tell you what, there's, and I, as Mike Keith said, the thing about it is when, you know, when I said it, he went tied up like a goat, I said, yeah, uh, Mike, you ever, you ever seen a goat tied up? He said, can't say that I have. Yes. <laughs> cool customer, wasn't he? <laughs> He's Lynch. the best. Hey, um, Absolutely. They, they took a guy with them to Houston who they had gotten from Houston. I wanted to ask you just on the way out, yeah. Zach Cunningham has led them in tackles in three of the four games that he's played. They got that guy off waivers, Coach, an unbelievably fortuitous uh, pickup for the Titans. Well, I mean, think about it. And, and really, they let they they cut him loose because – and basically he didn't want to be down there because of the dysfunction, right? Yeah. I mean, as a football player, that guy's been a tremendous addition. Look at the different defensive packages if you really study what they've done since they've started inserting him into the lineup that they've been able to run with him. Now they've got you know they've been, they've been able to run some some pretty uh, cool and unique defensive packages with those those three linebacker sets. However, those three guys have worked in there. I mean, he's a he's a huge addition. Yeah. I mean, because all the guy does is track the ball carrier down and make tackles. That's a lot. And plus, I mean, he he he's a he's a great cover guy. On, he made a big special teams tackle, you know, in this ball game on 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 the punt cover. I, I love the player. I mean, I think that's a tremendous. Tremendous get, and again, we what we have to do is thank the dysfunction in Houston for him being here. We well, he sure is here, uh, and we always love having you here with us, Coach. Great stuff as always. Uh, appreciate Farm Bureau Health Plans making it happen, and uh, looking forward to talking to you next week because it'll be game week, and we're going to know who the Titans are playing then. Absolutely, and again, let me give a shout out to our fans because being able to travel back with them, you know, you know, from down there in Houston, but just seeing them at the game, I mean. That they were there, and they were they were a big part of it. Mike Vrabel and the and the players noticed it too, because they were there and making it well known that Titans were well represented in NRG Stadium. Yes, Tighten sir. Up. Tighten up, Coach. Thank you. See you guys. Goat yes, roping, Coach Dave McGinnis headed to a goat roping maybe right now. I always love catching up with him. All right, we come back. We'll go back to the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. I know we got Skip on who wants to talk about the Titans QB. Also, I will tell you why hope is always springing eternal in the NFL. Why there's always hope for the next year. I got a stat to back it up. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. One final segment. I'll tell you why hope springs eternal in the NFL in just a second, but let's, uh, let's get skip. In Nashville first, because Skip, this is your show too on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. How you doing, man? What you got? What you got, Skip? Hey, man, I appreciate your time. Appreciate your show. Well, well, we you. appreciate I, I you. I think Tanner Hill's just not uh, getting uh, the, the good ups and that he needs because uh, you know if you look at the Super Bowl back when Steve McNair was playing, he uh, Tanner Hill did the same moves. Steve mm, McNair mm, did. He mm-hmm. was getting sacked, mm-hmm. and Blaine should know that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just saying, you know, I think I think we got a good quarterback. A lot of fans don't like him, but hey, I've been I've been a BSL member since you've been here. You know, I like the guy. Yeah, 
And it's funny, you know, you're just in a position you where you're always getting scrutinized. But I, I've been a Ten Hill fan from the beginning, even uh, when uh, Marcus Mariota was our quarterback. And he did exactly what I thought he would do when he got in the game. He's had some rough, rough patches this season, uh, but I think he's filtered through it and tough because, you know, you have all his weapons out there and you're throwing the guys you're not real familiar with. And at times they had protection and at times it was his fault. So he was pressing to make plays, but I, I think he is – the guy to get it done for the Titans. Mm-hmm. He's got a heck of a chance yeah, this year. I like some Tanny time. Yeah. I like he can run. He's athletic. He has a big arm. He's accurate, efficient, and he's fearless. The arm difference between he, the arm difference between he and Marcus, mm-hmm. and this is not disparaging Marcus. You're made how you're made. It was so noticeable yeah. from ball. the very first day, yeah, the first day of practice. I said, "Well, his D ball is uh, is better than Marcus. He's got a stronger arm." And the other thing and he, he waited do, patiently. He sure started. did. Yeah. And he can throw outside the numbers, and that's not something we ever saw Marcus do. Mm-hmm. Daniel can throw outside. He can throw anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we got another called Levi. And I'll, I'll get to this parody thing. Phones are ringing off the hook. Levi in Lexington up next. Levi, thank you for calling Blaine and Mickey. Levi. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Hey, you tell on, us. Uh, I was just calling. What are y'all predictions on the Mike Brayful on the Coach of the Year? Do y'all, I mean, y'all say he's got a pretty good chance or – I think he's got a phenomenal chance. I, really, the interim coach of the Raiders, he's got to get some. That guy's been unbelievable to get them into the playoffs with mm-hmm. all that happened. Basaccia, mm-hmm. I mean, that dude yeah. has got to be. Good point. But, but Mike Vrabel has to win. I, I would think, if, if, if not this year, what's, what's he got to do? I just think 91, 91 players. No that, king for nine games. Yeah, I, I think. And top that. seed. It's not like they just made the playoffs. They're the top seed. I think he's going to win it. But, you know, guess what? <clears throat> if he doesn't, not the end of the world, because guess what I'd rather have? That other trophy, the yeah. Super Bowl trophy. So. Named after another coach. Mm-hmm. Lombardi. Yeah. Lombardi. I'm sure, I'm sure would agree with that. Oh, you know that dude's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Just well, give me the Lombardi. How how would he be? <laughs> oh, okay. Trey in Nashville. He, he was using that glue, too? Yes, <laughs> butt glue. That's <laughs> no, pageant girls. <laughs> Trey in Nashville wants to talk about the quarterback. What's up, Trey? Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Fantabulous. Man, I'm so tired of people not, like, respecting Ryan, man. It's it's ridiculous, dude. I get it done, man. Dan Orlovsky, all of them, dude. Disrespecting. But they got to understand, this man got, what, eight, nine-year career. He's thrown for over Mm 30,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Add eight more years of that, that's 60,000 yards, bro. That's top five. Mm. There you go. Trey's just projecting this thing to go and go and go and go. Like for him to go to 40. Well, I, I don't know. He, he won't be here eight more years. I'm to say that. But uh, he is doing a solid job. And not just this season, just throughout his time here with the Titans. And that's what you want to judge on. I think sometimes perception is reality, and that's what his perception was when he was a Dolphins quarterback. And uh, since he's been with the Titans, I don't think that perception has stuck with him via us covering him, and that's everyone. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it is what it is. I'm, I'm a big believer in believing what you see, and that's what he's done for the Titans. Here tough you stretch go. this season, though. Yeah. There's been some tough stretches. Um, but now it's time to fix all that. You get Julio back. You got AJ. You got the King. Your line. Your line is all playing. Okay. Yeah. And, and don't now's the time. NWI and Ferkser is back in the mix. Oh, hundred percent. Ferkser last two weeks, first two touchdowns. Come on. Hey man, NWI man, you go back and watch the game twice. You go. 
NWI is pretty good. Yeah. Mm. If that guy's your number three, number four. Mm, he yeah. should, oh, I'm going to say this. At times, he looked like he's the number two. Mm. He, he's played number two. Mm. He played number one, I think, a couple games. <laughs> uh, here's a number, another number for you. Uh, seven. Half of the 14 teams that made the playoffs in 2020 didn't make it in 2021. Seven out, seven new ones in. So didn't return in the AFC, Ravens, Browns, Colts, and the NFC, Saints, Seahawks, Washington, and the Bears. They got replaced by the Bengals, Patriots, Raiders, Cowboys, 49ers, Cardinals, and Eagles. The point being, as I'm losing my voice here, the NFL is the ultimate league of, hey, man, this year doesn't mean Pack this year away because you can make it next year. You can turn around so fast in this league. Out, in, out. Mm. The NFL is designed for everybody to go 500. It's just what you do with that. Mm. Man. And speaking of out, in, out, in, we're about to be out. (laughs) Into this beautiful weather. I'm so glad it's sunny. I know it's not, you know, know, nice and cozy. But, uh, hey, it's a beautiful day. We're all breathing. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your time. That's all we want to do on the Blaine and Mickey and as well as uh, Lucas. Just have some fun and enjoy your day. And 3HL. 3HL coming up next. They'll get you the rest of the way home. But in the meantime. In between time. Mickey. You know how we end it. Peace. Peace.